0: The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and
1: entertainment. Eric's black. <laughs> Thank you very much, Captain Obvious.
0: Now, More can like- you care to, care to tell us about the latest deals on Hotels.com? Because my <laughs> app ain't working right. <sighs>
2: Haven't even started the goddamn show, and it's already <laughs> off the rails. Hi, everyone. Hi, Dr. Harry. All right, I'm going to get sued for copyright infringement, so let's go ahead and move on. Good evening, afternoon, whenever you listen to us, if you listen to us. If you do, we thank you and kind of question your sanity for doing so. Regardless, Oh, if, someone, if they listen to us, they're just as insane
0: as we are. That's... That's probably a fair point, actually, Bisco. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I'm perfectly sane. Can I get the show open? (laughs)
3: Nope. Hey, big wheels keep on turning. Proud Mary keep on burning. Rolling. Rolling. Rolling rolling. Rolling down the river. Rolling through the intro. All right. (laughs) Good evening and welcome
2: to The Kickoff, Season 3, Episode 10 here on the W2M Network. I am your host, even though I sometimes don't want to claim that. My name is Harry Broadhurst. Joining me, as per usual, the executive producer turned co-host, Eric Watkins.
0: Hey, I don't know, Harry. I mean, I've been walking around town the last couple of days and everything is decked out in red and black for some reason. Can can you kind of explain that help me out? Because I'm confused. How'd that opening week of the
2: season
1: go for y'all? Okay, let's go. (laughs) You're going to break Harry before we even get started. And
2: technically speaking, aren't you schmuck still two games behind us anyway? Seven and two, five and four.
0: Yeah, well, we beat our rival and got their coach fired, so... <laughs> That's fair. actually. <laughs> That's something that I did kind of want to talk well, about once
3: we do our I'm going to be podcast. some goddamn host, co-hosts if we don't get this fucking thing on the road. <laughs> we're going,
2: we're going, calm down. That very irrational voice you're hearing is a probably
3: sleep-deprived chairman of the W2M network, Jason Teasley. I'm here so I don't get fined or I don't get beat by my wife
2: and finally the co-host
1: turn producer turn yeah I'm not doing the whole <laughs> spiel fuck that it's Brandon Biscobin um you said good evening I, I think it's more of good midnight good morning but we would have
2: started earlier if it wasn't for somebody hey 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 yeah.
1: it's off it's...
0: after dark
1: stay tuned everybody you you, you know what Tony Ju- Tony Donji says That if you, that a woman with
3: two black eyes. (laughs) Nope.
2: Nope. Not doing this. Nope. We open the show how we always do. This is studs and duds.
0: Eric. Now my, my stud, very, very unheralded up until this week. His name happens to be Derek Meyer. I'm sure none of you Probably Biscoe, because, well, he's Biscoe. I've heard of him. Well, he's an Ivy League quarterback out of Dartmouth, if I remember correctly. Uh, The Hail Mary? Yes. Dartmouth. Yes. Now, you mentioned that Hail Mary. Down 6-3 against Harvard, needing a touchdown, the last play of the game. Derek Meyer goes out. Pocket collapses. He scrambles. He avoids a sack takes it, I don't know how he's able to get away, but he heaves it 42 yards and two Harvard defenders in the end zone. Instead of batting the ball down, they tip it, bam. Game-winning touchdown, a 9-6 win. Dartmouth stays perfect and sets up a battle of the Titans against Princeton at Yankee Stadium this coming Saturday. Derek, sir, kudos. You are my stud. You know the most confusing part of that
2: story to me, Eric? What's that? A college football game six to three in the fourth quarter.
1: (laughs) Speaking of Princeton, I'm very surprised, considering this is the 150th anniversary and everything. I'm surprised that they didn't like. I know that there is no such thing as you know consistency, and there is and. In spite of what the NCAA wants us to believe, there really is no governing body behind college football. But you would have thought that both Princeton and Rutgers would have made at least some sort of effort to make a ma- make a game uh, this season between the two of them.
0: Damn it, Bisco! Do you want Rutgers to get even more embarrassed? Haven't they been through
1: enough?
2: <laughs> no, oh. no, they haven't. Well, let's ask Liberty about that question and see the answer. Let's move on. Jason Studd. My
3: stud is a former Stanford running back who is now in the NFL creating havoc for defensive, and he's the next great white hype. And that's Christian McCaffrey who went crazy uh, against the Tennessee Titans for 146 yards on the ground with two touchdowns and – Three of three receptions for 20 yards and an additional touchdown. I mean, this is going to be foreshadowing, but we're going to talk a little bit more more about run CMC later on the show.
2: This one's Jason's... Dun, dun, dun! Dramatic reverb.
1: Brandon Stud. My stud for this week is one Russell Wilson, who... Basically, saved the Seahawks from an embarrassment by throwing 378 yards and five touchdowns to save his inept defense against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week.
2: And to save Brandon's inept picking, and I'm a Survivor as well. Yes,
1: precisely.
4: Speaking of Russell Wilson,
2: I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about him a little bit more later on in this show as well. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Dun dun dun. Dramatic
3: reverb. Dramatic
2: reverb. All right. So, Bizco and Jason went NFL with their studs. Eric went college. So, I'm going to join Eric and even this out at two each. My stud for the week is a team on the Pacific Northwest. We talk about Pac 12 After Dark. Well, this was a Pac 12 After Dark bitch slapping, is what this was. Everybody had been saying that the Pac 12's strongest teams going into this year. We're all in the Southern Division of the Pac 12. You had Sparky, Arizona State with Herm Edwards. You had USC. You have Utah, who admittedly is on a roll right now despite their loss to USC earlier in the season. However, there is a specific team up north that took issue with that whole all the powers in the South designation, and that team is the Oregon Ducks. The Oregon Ducks played the aforementioned USC Trojans this past week and put a hurting on them 56 to 24. We kind of briefly talked about this in the group chat. I know we're not going to fully get into the college football playoff ratings this week, but I have to ask you guys real quick Assuming Oregon and Utah win out, they would both be 11 and 1 going into the Pac 12 championship game. Is there any way a 12-1 and Pac-12 champion does not get into the playoff?
3: Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that that's a, a very safe bet.
0: Yeah, a lot would have to happen for them to get in. Mm-hmm. Hashtag save the Pac-12.
2: We'll talk more about this next week, including potential Pac-12 Fallout. Eric has a story to share next week. Once we get back to our regular format. For now, we continue this week's show by going to the flip side of the studs, the people who underperformed. It's duds time.
0: Eric? There is a man who is the winningest head coach in college football history, John Zolardi, mainly known for coaching the St. John's Minnesota Johnnies in Division Three. While he has retired, he And has a trophy named after him. Yes, I know Union's better, but still, respect. The Johnnies, they didn't play all three aspects of their game against Concordia Saturday. Their special teams was highly underwhelming. They had not one, not two, not three, but four extra points missed or blocked. So when Concordia came in, their quarterback only completing three passes the whole entire game, the third pass being the game-winning touchdown in overtime, and kicking their extra point to win 1918. And you got to wonder to yourself, what happened only if the dot, 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 St. John's special teams, bro. Y'all got to do better than that. Y'all are my duds. Four extra points. Four. Four. Eric
2: is pulling them deep cuts this week. FCS, D3. Mm-hmm. Next week, he's going to throw up a Division two just to fuck with us.
0: <laughs> I mean, hey, if I could go to Brian Kelly's old school at Grand Valley State,
3: I'll pay attention to what the Lakers are doing. What the fuck you talking about? Eric's going to be talking about, son, the next highly touted midget, midget league football running back that's going to be class of 2028.
0: See, yeah, I, I can't do that because I haven't watched Friday Night Tikes in a while, but if you give me some time... Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make an
2: LFL joke, but frankly, the moment's gone. Jason Dud.
3: Uh, Brandon took you know, uh, Russell Wilson is his stud. Well, I'm going to go on the flip side and go in the same game, same team, Seahawks, and go with my dud. Uh, Jason Myers could have put this game away for the Seattle Seahawks on multiple occasions, but the most notable point was when he had a 40-yard field goal that Wilson led him down the field with with like three seconds left on the clock, 40-yard field goal at home, kicking in the favorable with the wind at his back, and he shanks it to send the game into overtime. Uh, That being said, he was 2 of 4 in this game, and, you know, the kid was coming off of a nice Pro Bowl season last year where he went 33 of 36 when he was with the Jets. Getting a nice contract with the Seahawks, and he's had a surprisingly disappointing season. Well, he, your... uh, Well, I mean, he was with the Jets. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say, there's
2: your problem. There was no pressure and, when he was. And, and, of and that Jets. that is
1: a perfect segue. Segue. First off, first off. So Russell Wilson not only saved his Nep defense, but also saved his inept special teams as well. Bravo. Bravo.
0: And he damn near got me in the money and fan duel. But no, the Cowboys <laughs> had to ruin it on Monday night.
2: Speaking of speaking of fantasy football, Eric.
0: Yes.
2: Hi. How you doing? Scoreboard,
1: bitch. Brandon, continue. <laughs> um, as for my dud, speaking of the Jets Segway. Did someone say during our preview that the Jets were actually going to be decent this year? No. No. I thought... I thought so- no. Not- okay. I thought someone did, but I may be wrong. No, I don't
0: know who we are
1: talking about. just not... Well, I, I... No, if Brandon thought somebody did, that he's just... It's
3: Bisco's going to Bisco, and he was going to try to take credit for it.
1: No, 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 no. But... The Jets... Not only are they, you know... Pretty bad this year. They proceed to give the team that I think a lot of us thought were gonna, you know, lay a big old goose egg this season. They give the Dolphins their first win of the season. How do you like that decision now, Le'Veon Bell, being on a team that this that's this bad? He, he probably
0: still likes it because the Steelers are making calls for him. So <laughs> they
2: want. They want me back in Pittsburgh, bro. I'm leaving this place in the offseason. Somewhere James Connors' agent is like, don't get hurt again. Don't get hurt again. Don't get hurt again.
3: <laughs> Go into remission. Go into remission.
2: <laughs> Jesus.
3: Oh,
1: God. Uh, the views and
2: opinions of Jason. <laughs> yeah, that's the feel for it. Forget it. All right. So I... Actually, Braden did kind of call this earlier in the week, and I had forgotten about it. But I got a special place in my heart for my own dud of the week as well. And it happens to come as a story from the state of Ohio. Eric, have you heard this story about Jermaine Whitehead?
0: I may have.
2: Cleveland Browns,
0: defensive player. Yes, I definitely did.
2: Oh, Oh, is this the
0: DB? Yes,
2: Yes. it is. The one that went on Twitter and decided that after playing a really bad game against Denver, that it was a good idea to verbally attack a fan using a racist slur towards them, calling them a cracker. I mean, I'm not white. I'm saltine white, but even I think that's racist. And then threatening to kill a reporter as well. The Cleveland Browns did what any decent organization would have done in the situation, And much the same way of the Eagles linebacker who got fired the day after his performance, Jermaine Whitehead now finds himself without a job after the Browns have cut him. Jermaine Whitehead, how are you going to get fired on your day off?
0: (laughs) Now, Now, see, here's the thing. You should ask yourself, why are you still in full uniform after the game on Twitter at all, let alone sending tweets like that? The Browns' PR people literally put him away from media reporters, so that way he couldn't do any more damage. And all of that still couldn't take the shine off of the Baker Mayfield memes, which internet, I salute you. You have done me proud.
2: Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote that '70s show here. You ready, Eric? Yes. Whitehead, I may be a cracker, but you're a dumbass. Dumbass.
0: (laughs) Oh, red.
2: (laughs) And that wraps up our studs and duds for the week. All right, normally, this would be the part where, so, that happened, but we are on an abbreviated schedule for the week because we have our NFL and college midseason awards to hand out, as well as we're going to update our predictions a little bit later on. Therefore... Let's move on and go to I'm a Survivor here. Eric, or Jason, excuse me. You were the first one to get me your pick for this week, so you get to go first in the predictions for I'm a Survivor.
3: I'm a Survivor. I am going to take the Green Bay Packers. Over. Fuck, I don't know who's playing. I didn't fucking <laughs> just sent the Packers down. Do you think I actually fucking did research? <laughs> I just seen the first fucking... The, the first point spread that met the criteria that you set forth, and I'd fucking jump on it.
1: The, they're playing Honestly, the Panthers. You, you, you
3: technically,
1: think I f- technically, you don't even need a point spread for this one. I, about
3: say, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a survivor doesn't have a point spread. It's just whoever well, you... Well, I, I do this shit because you, you, you fuck with me, and I go sleep-deprived, and every time I mention a team, I, I don't know the criteria. I feel like an abused housewife. Okay, <laughs> Harry.
1: They are playing the Panthers this week. I'm
2: going Thank to you, go. Yes, with, I'm going to go with the obvious selection here and a team that I haven't taken yet this year. Therefore, I am going to take the Baltimore Ravens over the Cincinnati Bengals.
3: What is what is the streaks currently?
2: Oh, it's uh, how nice of you to ask. Jason, your streak is at one. Sorry. How did I lose last week?
1: No, you you won last week.
2: You got last week correct, but you lost the week before. Remember Buffalo, Philadelphia? That whole debacle?
3: I did. Fuck you, Harry.
2: (laughs) I said sorry. Brandon has the lead now. Brandon is at five.
3: Huzzah. I'm at
2: four. Jason has won. Eric's season-record-breaking seven-game winning streak came to an end as, well, Houston kicked Jacksonville's ass on Sunday morning.
0: You know what, Gardner? I loved you. I was even up at 9.30 in the morning. You know how hard sure, it oh, is damn, for bro. me on a Sunday, no less, to go and see you in London. I'm all pip-hip in the state.
1: And, and they did and they did so bad, they're going to bench him now.
0: Yeah, well, if you saw the last five minutes of that game, that alone was bench-worthy. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Still, big, still think, big Dick Nick, welcome back. You're with open arms. Still think he's the
2: rookie of the year, Eric? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got Baltimore. Jason has Green Bay. Brandon, you have the current longest streak, so therefore you're up here.
1: And I am taking the New Orleans Saints over the Atlanta Falcons. Shit.
2: Neither of you posted your predictions in the group chat, so I had to pick one of you to go first.
0: No, it's not that. It's just the fact that he picked an easy one, and I have to root against New Orleans so that way he doesn't come closer to tying my record. (laughs)
2: Eric, let's see if you can get off the schneid.
0: Okay, well, what do I always say about a certain quarterback for a certain team in the NFC North? That is black? Are there okay, that guys? doesn't apply to any of them. <laughs> I was
1: going to say, I don't think <laughs> there's yeah.
2: a single black quarterback in the North. No, Stein, I mean, there
1: used to be, but not anymore.
2: Dante Culpepper's been retired. No,
1: like no, uh... uh Brad yeah. Huntley. No, um, he was yes,
0: on the breaking.
2: Huntley was in Green Bay. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, he was in Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers got hurt.
1: But um, he say, he's in He's in uh Oh, Bridgewater, Minnesota,
2: kind of. But he hasn't been in Minnesota in like three years. All right. Yeah, anyway. it's still closer. Make a pick.
0: Yeah, I always say they do well in a one o'clock game. And they are god-awful otherwise. So when you have a career record of 40-40 and 2, I'm naturally picking against you on primetime television. Oh, picking- don't pick them. Oh. Yeah. Yes, yes, oh. yes, 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 Fine. Pick them. How about them Dallas Cowboys? I'm oh. sorry. I like Dak Ooh. better than Kirk. in a a nighttime game. Sorry.
2: (laughs) All right. So while Jason and I are giving our Are You Serious picks, y'all need to send me yours so that way I can make sure that you two aren't going to try to go head-to-head on the same team for those. So both of you need
1: to look those up by me and Jason to give ours. I,
2: I already got
0: mine.
2: I've
1: got mine as well.
2: Well, then send them to me, and I'll tell you if they're legal for college and the NFL. I sent mine to you. Oh, you did. That is right. (laughs) <laughs> I remember I remember me being upset over your college pick
0: yes as a matter of fact okay, under Brand- exact words why do you hate me Eric you don't remember <laughs> Yeah, it's cause you're black it's a I'm little bit I'm
2: not gonna lie <laughs> Brandon you need to send me your pick so I can tell you if people
1: are just, um, just, just did
2: and actually believe it or not Bisco not gonna
1: Bisco all the picks are different And I'm going Um, directly against Eric on one of them.
0: Okay, Uh, then I see how this goes. All right,
1: let's get uh, let's get over to Are You
2: Serious here. I'd have Are You Serious updates for last week, but I haven't had a chance to score last week's games yet. As soon as I do, I will post it in the group chat. We'll give the updated weekly standings next week here on the show because we do that on odd number of weeks overall. Anyways. Therefore, we're moving to the Are You Serious predictions for the week. And real quick before we do so, a couple of quick updates about last week's games in Are You Serious. We had two straight-up straight wins last week. Myself and Bizco both picked up another one. Bizco, I gave you shit about that pick for Georgia Southern. <laughs> I was wrong. Good job. <laughs> and... You guys laughed at me when I picked Virginia Tech over Notre Dame. They didn't win outright, but they only lost by a point.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I looked at that, and I was completely surprised. But then again, it's the ACC, so of course there's craziness.
3: Hold hold on. I I made a side prediction last week, and I was laughed at on Halloween night, and you guys thought it was funny, and somehow – I was right, in my bonus pick. I'm afraid I don't remember said bonus pick, and
2: I apologize, but I
3: genuinely don't. I took. Don't remember. I, took I, I I said the smart money would be on West Virginia and Baylor. Yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm.
2: one was scary
3: close. Both of
2: the, I mean, both of those Thursday night games, though, if you think about it, because Georgia's Southern half State was that that Thursday night as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I thought they played Friday night. No. Nope. Okay.
2: Um, no, the Friday night game was Navy beating UConn's ass. But, um, only one of us got our NFL pick correct as far as straight up goes. And I said Miami would get off the schneid because J-E-D-E, yeah, no. And sure enough, Jets are going to Jets. 100%. All right, Jason, you got an interesting one for college. So go ahead and lead us off here on the college. Are you
3: serious? Um, I, I do have an interesting one. Um. My, are you serious? I'm actually taking a ranked team that's getting points uh, over in the Big that's 12. When, when K-, K State is going into Texas as a seven point underdog, usually a home team gets, gets a three point, but this K State team could actually hang with Texas. Texas has shown its vulnerability, K State has a huge win over Oklahoma. And I think this K-State team is going to surprise them. And actually, I I would not be surprised if they won outright versus Texas at Texas. You know, I I made a bold prediction when we did our college football preview.
2: And I said, beware of K-State this year in the Big 12 and look out for Chris Kleeman coming from North Dakota State. Kansas State is 6-2 and two and ranked 16th in the very first college football playoff top 25 ratings. This is a K-State team that could be a threat for years to come, especially with a mind like Cleman's on the sidelines for them. They better hope Cleman doesn't take the money to go somewhere else.
0: Personally, I think that they're going to break the bank because they know if this keeps going— K-State could easily win the Big 12 within the next maybe three years.
2: All right, Baseco, you're up next.
1: My are you serious for college this week is Cal over Washington State. Um, it's only a three point, or no, excuse me, seven uh, seven seven and a half point uh, spread. Uh, and I, I think Cal can keep it, at least keep it close if not win outright.
0: Poor Mike Leach.
2: I think we've
1: seen the best we're going to see from Cal this year.
2: The last performance that I saw from them was just getting it absolutely handed to them by Oregon State. And when you're getting it handed to you by Oregon State, it's a problem. Eric, I asked you again, much the same way I did in the group chat, why do you hate me? Let me
0: explain, all right? I know you... I know one of your teams is Penn State, but hear me out. They're not the only undefeated team in the Big Ten. You've got Ohio State, but you've also got Minnesota. Given P.J. Flex' mentality, given that everybody's already mentioning this is Minnesota's first big legitimate test this season, given where they are in the rankings and knowing they can pretty much cruise to the Big Ten West now, I think they're going to put on a surprisingly good performance. It will lead to a letdown next week, but I think they're going to show up and show out. P.J. Fleck's going to have those Gophers row in the boat. They're eventually going to run aground, because I think the Nittany Lions will win. But Minnesota keeping it within seven, I think it's possible.
2: I'm going to actually agree with you. I think that this game is going to be a lot closer than maybe some experts are thinking. The question to me is going to be just how good is this Minnesota team? Because they were talking about this on the college football playoff because I actually watched the top 25 reveal because it was right after the Kansas and Duke game that I watched last night. And don't get me started on how poorly Kansas
0: played last night. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, what was going on with Bill Self? It's like they had bigger things to worry about. <laughs> I couldn't imagine what they might be. And I'd throw you on that. Eric,
2: you're a University of Miami fan. You can definitely imagine what those would be.
1: <laughs> not, since, not since the 80s. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, and I have no right to talk. Did Seton Hall lose? No, they won, but uh, Kevin Willard got uh, got suspended for the first two games for apparently some shenanigans.
0: Shenanigans, you say?
1: Well, not not, those kind not of your kind of shenanigans. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Recruitment shenanigans.
2: Money, All right, I'm actually in the Big Ten as well, Eric.
0: Oh.
2: I'm going to Camp Randall. Ooh. Where. Wisconsin is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against Iowa. Oh. Wisconsin should not be a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against anybody at this point in the season, let alone Iowa.
0: I concur, good okay. sir.
2: If this game were in Kennick, the line would be in the opposite direction. Iowa is that much of a better team. They're saying Camp Randall is a difficult place to play, and it is. I'm not going to deny that. But these Hawkeyes don't care. In order to have any chance at all of staying in the Big Ten West picture, Iowa goes to Camp Randall and beats the Badgers, covering the nine and a half in the process.
0: Mm -hmm. I like the way you think.
2: We move over to the National Football League
3: now. Jason? Um. Actually, I'm going to have a surprising pick. A lot of people are going to disagree. But due to injuries, I think this team will be exposed. And maybe there's some Fitz magic in the air. And I am taking the Dolphins. Yes, the Miami Dolphins. Getting Miami 10 and Dolphins a half. Getting, one. getting 10 and a half. When they go into Indianapolis and face the Colts, who will be without T.Y. Hilton. And the starting quarterback.
2: Is Jacoby Brissett out for this game? I haven't heard anything yes. officially.
3: He he is he is due to be out this game due to the MCL sprain. I mean he I is he is highly doubtful, is what the last report I said.
2: I I saw the injury against Pittsburgh, and to be frankly honest with you, he's lucky it wasn't worse because he had a defender hit him in the ankle right as one of his offensive linemen hit him in the kneecap.
3: Yeah, it was a scare. It was a scary hit, but I mean, he was lucky. Uh, they i think they're really downplaying it on the injury report and everything, and saying it's just a mild sprain, and he's day to day. But then I seen a couple of other reports come out. Uh, you know, especially you know mine and Eric's inside source that we love to talk about uh, for the brand. Uh, he even has hinted that it that the Colts are downplaying the injury and it's uh, a more severe MCL sprain than what initially was thought.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, they're saying, oh, he was limited in
3: practice,
0: which is one thing. Right, we talk about practice, not a game, practice. But, yeah, if if it's that (laughs) bad and it looked as ugly as it did, I don't see having him out there in them turning to Brian Hoyer, so that wouldn't
3: surprise me. Especially if they feel like it's it's against the Dolphins, so they don't...
2: Yeah, I would argue that, frankly, Brian Hoyer's a good enough quarterback to beat the Dolphins. Ten and a half might be a little steep for Brian Hoyer, though, because this will be the first start he's had since, what, Cleveland?
0: He went 2-2 two and two that year in Cleveland before he got hurt. Just saying.
3: And I'm, I'm just going to say, I think that um, I think Hoyer is more of a game management quarterback than a well, lead your team quarterback.
2: Okay. But to that effect, though, we have seen game manager quarterback do really well this year. Hello, Bridgewater, comma, Teddy.
3: <laughs> well, I don't see Teddy as a, as a game managing quarterback. I think Teddy Bridgewater – is I think in in uh, Minnesota that he was highly uh, stifled and he wasn't able to play his style. He was playing in a system that didn't work for him. I think Teddy Bridgewater could be a starter in most for a couple of teams right now. Uh, hello, Washington. Hello, uh, Chicago. That's yeah, fair actually. I mean, I think I think. They brought Teddy Bridgewater in, not as a viable backup, as a heir apparent.
2: Okay, I
1: could see that. Speaking of Minnesota, segue! Yeah. Um. So, Eric, you 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 start cheering on that uh, Cowboys. Uh, I'm a Survivor pick.
0: I'm sorry. What time is
1: that Dallas Minnesota kickoff? <laughs> I know it's a prime time game. I understand this, I understand this, but still, um, this is the Cowboys we're talking about, and yes, it's not quite the, uh, Tony Romo Cowboys, but even without Tony Romo, Chokas Romo, once it hits November, Cowboys start to, you know, feel those jitters of, of the playoffs approaching.
0: Uh, last time I checked, didn't Dak Prescott
1: win a football or playoff game? Yes, he won one playoff game.
0: Right. And I'm sorry, but you're really taking the original Kirk Cousins against a better version of Kirk Cousins who can actually do something in the fourth quarter. Now, keep in mind... You're picking the same Kirk Cousins, who, on prime time, Thursday night, struggled to beat the Redacted nineteen to nine. That game sucked. <laughs> exactly. I am putting this out there, making sure our two or three faithful listeners know.
2: <laughs> Speaking of prime time games, Segway times two.
0: Eric, now you see, I'm in a different primetime game with quarterbacks that are actually, you know, capable of doing things under and the light. Talented, exactly. See, Harry gets it, Fisco. <laughs> and you mentioned about your guy who's saving their defense and saving their offense and saving their special teams. I legit think in a divisional game, especially after the very good but tougher than it should have been performance for the 49ers, I think knowing Russell Wilson, knowing what the stakes are, knowing that this is a big game, I think that at the very least he can keep it close against San Francisco. And I wouldn't be surprised. We saw the Patriots streak in. Would it shock me if Seattle finally hangs an L on the Niners? Not at all.
2: I don't think San Francisco is going to win that division, and I think that starts here. I'm 100% with Eric on this one, actually. It wasn't my pick for the week, but I'm 100% with Eric on this one. I think Seattle beat San Francisco on Monday night. Um, Speaking of the team that Seattle just defeated this past week, thanks to said quarterback named Russell Wilson, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go back to Raymond James, where they play a team on a two-game losing streak, but a team on a two-game losing streak that has probably been a lot better than most people are expecting them to be this year. I am referring to the Cliff Kingsbury-led Arizona Cardinals, and there, well, it has to be one of the rookie of the year frontrunners, Ky- quarterback Kyler Murray.
0: Last time I checked,
2: a few sports books had him like top three, top four. He's not my pick, but he's definitely up there, and I think he goes even more up there when the plus four Arizona Cardinals beat Tampa Bay at Raymond
0: James. Oh, I can imagine the kind of words Bruce Arians would use if that happens.
2: Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't this also a revenge game for Arizona because Arians was their coach before he went to Tampa?
0: Yes, it is. Mm-hmm.
2: That wraps up our RU Series predictions for the week. Remember, updated standings on next week's episode of the show, and I'll get you guys the weekly standings from this past week once we go off the air and I get a chance to actually do so. But for now, our focus shifts to the mid-season awards here for the kickoff. As you know, Week 10 marks the halfway point of the NFL season after Week 9. 17 weeks in the regular season, in order to get past the halfway mark, we do it after Week 9, which officially puts us at 52.9% of the way through the season. I believe the Sunday night game was actually the official halfway marker of the season.
0: 128 games played 128 games remain
2: therefore it seems apt to do this right now therefore we start with the college ranks due to the fact that the NFL ranks are going to have more categories and thus create more discussion and probably take up a little <clears throat> bit of time Eric if you, if you had a ballot
0: mm-hmm
2: who is your Heisman Trophy winner?
0: The man who they nicknamed John at Ohio State and who Urban Myers said he should have been at Division Three Mount Union, Joe Burrow out of LSU. I mean, with what he's done to the team, and granted, they've had some offensive talent in recent years, but... They've always kind of struggled at quarterback, and it's always been to the point where it stymied them, getting over the hump, beating the likes of Alabama and those in the SEC West. Burrow has come in, made Ed Orgeron look good, made LSU look even better, and has really helped not so much turn the division on its head, but really strengthen. And even if it's a tough one against Alabama and it's a close loss, if he does well, it would at least garner him consideration and help keep LSU's playoff hopes still alive. Burrow, he a man in my eyes. I'm
2: going to actually go ahead and go second here. I wasn't planning on doing so, but I'm going to go ahead and go second here because my pick has already been taken. My As has vote, mine. My current vote for the Heisman Trophy right now is Joe Burrow, quarterback, Louisiana State University. And it physically pains me to say that because one of the two ga- losses hung on the Gators this year was by Burrow and his LSU Tiger team.
1: Brandon, you said you were going to take Burrow as well? Yeah, I'm taking Burrow as well as of right now, but I will take it with a caveat that uh, the game, I believe, I believe it's this weekend, correct, against Alabama? This Saturday? Is- yeah.
2: This Saturday, 3.30 ESPN. Or, all, excuse me.
1: Yes. All, all of that can go away in a snap if he does not have a good game against the Crimson Tide this weekend.
2: Jason, who's your Heisman Trophy leader?
3: Uh, yeah. I, I'm actually going to just go out on a limb and be different. And I want to take Chase Young.
2: I just don't see them giving it to a defensive player.
3: Not well, to mention
0: I, too many split votes on that Ohio State team with Justin Fields. Well, uh,
3: just just hear me out. And J.K. Dobbins. Out. Well, there's a reason that his stock. See, I I, 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 me and Eric, we share some. We we have betting in our mm-hmm. blood. Mm-hmm. When you see a line jump. From a plus 2,500 to a plus 850 on a bye week, you take notice.
2: I'm not going to so, sit here and say that Chase Young hasn't been a game changer because he wa- he has been, and specifically against Wisconsin, the, the Ohio State defense completely blew up the Badgers. That being said, Eric, you're going to be the historian here. Correct me if I'm wrong. The last primarily defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy, Charles Woodson from
0: Michigan, correct? Yes,
3: you are.
0: Cause it's uh, mainly reason. been a litany
3: Wilson of either Woods. quarterbacks or running backs since then. I was thinking that somebody won it since Woodson.
2: There was a top three, but no, no defensive player has won it since Charles Woodson back
0: in the mid '90s. Mm hmm. Uh-uh. Yeah. And and the reason why, I'm not saying that there still isn't good value in that plus 850, but if you compare that with some of the other odds that are really, what, no worse than plus 400, you still see where the sharps are leaning on that one. I think
2: Eric raises a very valid point as far as the split votes for Ohio State there because you have three different potential Heisman Trophy candidates to not necessarily win the trophy, but to at the very least end up in New York for Heisman weekend with Chase Young, J.K. Dobbins, and Justin Fields. Let's move over to coach of the year so far in college football. And since we're spending this much time talking about Ohio State, again, an award that physically pains me to hand out, I have to give it to Ryan Day of Ohio State. Taking over for Urban Meyer, having all this pressure on him, and the Buckeyes have not missed a beat this year. There has been no team to come within 20 of them all season. This is an Ohio State team that looks really, really good and has me really, really nervous for November 23rd.
0: Uh um... God, their train just keeps rolling and rolling. I don't understand it.
3: Jason, you're up. I actually I'm going to, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the script. Uh, you guys went to Ohio State with Eisman. I'm going to LSU with my head coach. I think that he has uh, instilled something in LSU hasn't seen in a long time, and that's a High-scoring offense. Uh, LSU. A lot of people said once LSU learns how yeah. to score points on the board, they could be dangerous, and I think this is the year. So yeah, I'm going to LSU for my head coach of the year.
1: Yeah, I'm and on the, the, I'm I'm right there with uh, Jason with Ed Orgeron. It's more And, and, and I will say I will say one thing. Just like I said with Joe Burrow. That big caveat of this weekend, you know, if they don't do well against Alabama, all of this goes down the drains.
0: I mean, as much as I want to give PJ Fleck love, we're talking Minnesota 8 and 0 for the first time since 1941. I've got to go with that order on myself because he. For everything that happened at Ole Miss, everything at USC, coming to LSU, really not officially yet, but helping get that team over the hump, completely oppressive. I'm not going to
2: say that Coach O doesn't deserve it, because Coach O does. And again, though, I'm with Brandon on this vote On this mm-hmm. vote for Ogeron. Ogeron is going to have to prove that LSU can beat Alabama. Because over the course of the last, let's say, over the course of the last decade and a half, that SEC West has belonged to the state of Alabama, be it Alabama themselves or Auburn. Ogeron proved he could beat Auburn this year in a game that was super close, but the Tigers held on 23-20. to They have to get the job done against the Crimson
0: Tide in order to make believers out of the rest of the country. Well, I mean, it's the simple fact. You've got to do something that very few people have, especially since he came back to the college ranks. You've got to beat Nick Saban. You do that, you were a genius.
2: Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that game not in Death Valley this Saturday?
0: I thought it was in Tuscaloosa.
2: Yep, it's in Tuscaloosa. Well, that makes it, that makes Coach O's job even more difficult. Uh-huh. Um, Eric, you throw out an honorable mention to P.J. Fleck of Minnesota.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm going to throw out an honorable mention to Matt Rule, head coach
3: of Baylor. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, I I could understand that Baylor, but also uh,
2: if Baylor runs the table in the Big Twelve, I think they get in. I
4: don't
0: know.
2: Mm. Uh, of,
1: I I'm mean, I don't see how they couldn't because if they do, they have to beat either Oklahoma or Texas. Yeah, Texas they, they
2: would,
1: they would probably to the have to beat yeah. Oklahoma twice. Now, the issue, and, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, I think if there are four other teams whose name value is higher that they can even consider putting in there, then they don't, because it's all about that green.
0: Not to mention the the Oklahoma shine, little bit less after that K State loss.
2: But if that's K State's only loss when they play Baylor, then I think that that benefits the Bears, and especially if they can hang a pair of defeats on the Sooners this year. True?
3: Well, that's that. That's where my dark horse was going to be. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that a dark horse could be Kleiman. I mean, Clement. yeah, I think he could be a dark horse consideration.
2: I don't disagree with that. <laughs> Me neither. I mean, he, I don't think. I don't think there's anyone who saw Kansas State
3: being six and two at this point of Kleiman's first season. Exactly because I mean, they. I mean, a lot of people wasn't wasn't thinking that he could turn that program around for at least two to three years. But, I mean, coming in first year and being able to do what he does, I mean, he has to be a strong consideration.
2: Let's also give credit to the athletic director down there, Bill Schneider, for not leaving the cupboard bare for Clemen as well.
3: That's yeah, true. So, all,
2: all right. right. Let's, Let's move, move on. <laughs> Let's go to our most positively surprising story in college football this year. I feel like this is going to be one of two teams for the vast majority of us. Eric, I'll let you go first.
0: My surprise, even though I was kind of heartbroken at the latest result, SMU. I mean, they've always had a place in my heart, even going back with the stories of the death penalty in their '87 season.
1: That and thirty no, for thirty great, by a-
0: way. Oh yeah, I love that, but I gotta call them out. No, they did not have the 87 and 88 seasons canceled, ESPN. You should know better. They took 88 and used it as a practice year to get ready for 89. Mm-hmm. But that's beside the point. What Sonny Dykes is doing, had that team undefeated until Memphis, the fact that they're on pace to win, have still their winningest season since the death penalty, I mean, hey, kudos to the Mustangs. The Pony Express is back.
3: Jason? Uh, I'm going to to pile on and say that I'm staying in the SEC and going with LSU. I mean, I know none of us. Uh, We thought it was going to be a Bama-Georgia SEC uh, thing. And, I, I mean, LSU has played... Lights out. They're playing. They discovered that offensive power that they've been lacking. I mean, I honestly think that LSU came out of nowhere, and I mean, they definitely surprised me. So, I'm going. Uh, I'm going personal uh, opinion here and saying LSU is my biggest surprise thus far.
1: Randon yeah, I'm. I'm pulling the trifecta. I'm right there with uh, with Jason. It's. It's got to be LSU. None of us had them anywhere in the conversation of potentially being in the playoffs and here we are I mean again like I said for with the first two with both Heisman and coach of the year you know all of this could change in a flash this weekend but as of right now you got to look at LSU and see just how big of a rise that they've had this season
2: With an honorable mention to Minnesota, because I feel like Cinderella's clock is about to strike midnight this weekend for them. I'm actually going to go to another team that we just discussed. Kansas State. I don't think that anybody saw this kind of turnaround happening this quickly under Chris Kleeman. North Dakota State fans aside, maybe because they knew what Kleeman was capable of. Four national championships in five years kind of speaks for itself. That being said, most people weren't sure if his style of coaching would translate to FBS from FCS. Clearly, it does. May I go first on the biggest disappointment?
0: Go for it. The floor is yours. You're embarrassing the
2: entire state of Florida. Florida. We talked a couple of weeks ago on the show. Would Willie Taggart make it to the end of the season? The answer is no. Miami of Florida beats Florida State 27-10 to 10 this past Saturday. And on Sunday, it comes out that Willie Taggart has been fired by Florida State as their head coach. And their offensive coordinator has been named their interim head coach. Miami is starting to turn it around. They're back above 500. UCF despite the two losses is sitting at 7 and 2. Florida's sitting at 7 and 2. Florida Atlantic is back over 500 at 6 and 3. Florida State you're an embarrassment to the state of Florida.
0: What about Florida International?
2: They don't Actually I think they might be above 500 now at 5 and 4. <laughs>
0: There you go. You're welcome, Knowles fans. You're welcome.
2: As a Florida fan, part of me enjoys seeing you guys suck as badly as you have these last couple of years. As a college football fan who wants the best out of my team's schedule, it means more to the Gators when we beat a good Florida State team than when we beat a lousy one.
0: Oh, it's the same thing as a Hurricanes fan. How do you think I feel? But at the same time, no knowing that it was the dominant performance we had, nine sacks, getting, forcing Hornerbrook out of the game and bringing back uh, James Blackman, sorry, I even said the one thing that would help at least salvage for the rest of the season was beating Miami.
1: Tagger couldn't do that. Taggart should rightfully shown the door. Can, can I go next because mine is kind of on the same level? You can, but give me one second to toss one more
2: thing out there okay. here because I want to get Eric's thoughts on this, if he's heard this rumor or not. Did you hear the rumor as to who the next Florida State coach would be?
0: I've heard a couple of rumors. The, but...
2: biggest, the biggest name that I've heard, and this is a scary name to consider, is Bob Stoops.
0: I heard his name. I even heard, oh, well, maybe FSU would get in the Urban Meyer sweepstakes. But personally, I don't think that they currently have a gravitas to land either one. Not to mention what everybody's ignoring about Bob Stoops. The XFL has it set up. The team's coaches are also the team's general managers. He's got a lot of control right now. He's not going to be apt to give that up. Anytime soon, he's gonna I, ride this out. Mm.
2: See, I don't disagree with that, but I think that the money would be significantly better at Florida State than it would be in the XFL. Mm-hmm.
0: True, but money is one thing,
3: power is another.
0: That's that's a
3: fair That'll, assessment, <laughs> and longevity count goes a long way too. So, I mean, the XFL is there's no guarantees. Florida State isn't going nowhere.
2: So what you're saying is if the XFL folds, what's to say
3: he's not going to come after the Florida State job then? I'm saying that he he might look at it as job security versus s- how, many, how many alternate leagues have already folded? The, the, only,
0: the only difference is there's been a lot more security with the XFL in terms of money. Three years minimum. The AAF didn't, and all these other alternative leagues didn't. So there was a lot of time to make sure that this was right above anything else. And second of all, as we've seen, that job security isn't 100% guaranteed either.
2: All right, Brandon, you're up.
1: Okay, so originally I was going to go with Georgia, but then looking at it, I was like, they still have the opportunity to you know have a good season in spite of the loss and more than likely not making the playoffs my i um, piggyback, piggybacking off of harry i'm going to take the entire acc because the rest of the devi- the rest of the I conference the rest of the conference minus clemson is so bad that they may stop clemson from making the playoffs the only good
2: win that Clemson potentially has left in the ACC this year is, is Virginia Wake Tech. Or no, Wake Forest here. Ray. At seven and one right now, yes. NC State just got rolled by Wake Forest. Boston College got, or no, Boston College just beat up um, Syracuse. But Syracuse is a team that got blown out by. Syracuse is a team that got blown out by Clemson earlier in the year, so that's really no surprise that Boston College took care of them as well. And South Carolina is subpar at best outside of the stand between the hedges against Georgia. There's not a lot of good-looking left on the Clemson schedule right now, let's be honest.
0: No, House, they've, they've got to win out. and If they win out and are left out, then um, expansion?
1: Yeah, I was just about to say, if they win out, and they get left out. How quickly do expansion talks stocks, stocks start at that James moment? James
0: Harbaugh came up with it's, the formula already. It would happen as early as next year. With all
2: due respect, this is a conversation for next week where we can get into more detail mm-hmm. about it because we have other
3: things yeah. to focus on tonight.
2: Yeah. Fair. Jason, most
1: disappointing team in college football?
3: I'm going to say the Tennessee Volunteers.
1: I mean... And they're abysmal. I, they're disappointing every year. They always get yeah. over, they get overhyped every year and then proceed to do jack. I
3: didn't I didn't say I wouldn't be picking low-hanging fruit. I was saying that typically I'm not prepared normally. So I'm just trying to get through this before I fall asleep. So I'm of, taking low-hanging through and taking Tennessee. <laughs>
0: and, of course, he picks the school that hasn't won a national championship since Team Martin. Remember him?
2: We like to forget about him around these parts.
0: <laughs>
2: All right, Eric, you're up. Last one for college football. Who's your most disappointing team thus far?
0: Because I had higher expectations and it's another coach that I like, even though things have turned around, UCLA. I get that things are finally starting to get a little uptick, but I would have thought it would have happened a lot faster than this. Yes, I know they've got a lot of freshmen. Yes, I know they've been dealing with injuries, but still, Chip Kelly, this was your conference of your old stomping grounds. You could have gotten a little bit quicker on the draw with this.
1: Oh, let me just say one more thing about my pick. ACC, I'm sure you're glad that it's basketball season now. I'm pissed
2: with the ACC network not being available up here.
1: Damn but Xfinity.
3: Not Neither here nor there. Well, at at and I can take... Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was at work again.
0: <laughs> I had AT&T for a while because AT&T were the dominant companies. Then you switched over to Xfinity, and then look what happened.
3: All right, let, let's to move on.
2: Let's move on to the NFL here. Look, a couple of these are going to be real simple explanations. I don't feel like there's going to be any need to really get into them here. Um, I don't think we're going to have a whole lot of disagreement on this one, so I'm going to start with it. Comeback player of the year, it has to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, right yeah. Here.
0: Yes. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going Garoppolo. Yep. I mean, that just – with with, the, with San Francisco having the season that San Francisco's having and Garoppolo at the helm of that season there, there's Not no doubt in my mind. The only thing that could possibly sway the votes away from Garoppolo is if A.J. Green just goes the fuck off for Cincinnati in the second half.
0: Which, I mean, Ryan Finley's a quarterback, so <laughs> – Unlikely. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You go from, you know, dinner with the porn star and tear your ACL to undefeated season and flirting with Aaron Andrews. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I call that a comeback, if anything. Mm-hmm. Coach of the year. I feel like this one's
2: going to be a little bit more diversified. Um, I made the obvious selection for player of the year, or for comeback player. I think the obvious selection for coach of the year
1: He's on the same team, Kyle Uh Shanahan
2: of the San Francisco 49ers.
1: Yep, that was my pick as well.
2: Uh, I know one person on this panel that doesn't agree, and that's Jason.
3: That is right. I'm going to stay. I'm going to take the the, probably the most unpopular opinion. And after losing their first game of the season, I think you'll see why he becomes a Coach of the Year yet again. And I'm taking, I'm going to the Evil Empire and taking Belichick.
0: Ooh. I'm not even going to dignify that with the boo.
2: <laughs> Cor, course of habit response to that name. Sorry, continue.
3: I mean, I, I, have, a, I have a dark horse, but we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get into that a little later. I want to see if anybody else, if anybody picks my dark horse. Uh, I
2: have I have a dark horse as well, but it would have sounded like I was a homer if I would have said him. So. Because my dark horse for coach of the year right now is Sean McDermott of Buffalo.
0: Well, I mean, you, all have, you all have been circling the wagon,
3: so that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, I've been circling the wagon so long y'all got dizzy. Yeah. <laughs> got Vertigo. That's,
2: that, that explains that Philadelphia game.
0: <laughs> All right, Eric, you're the only one who hasn't chimed in yet. Who you got? I'm staying in the same division as San Francisco, and as much as I piled on saying that this was going to be an abject failure and a bunch of crap, Cliff Kingsbury has in a lot of ways proved me wrong. I mean, yes, there are still tweaks to be made, But I would have to argue that for doing what he's done with basically no experience and what experience he has being, well, abject crap, he's shown a little bit of a light in my eyes. And it's like, there could be something here.
3: Not now, but there could be. I'm going to say, if somebody said the the West was a hell of a lot more competitive. Okay, pick. okay, okay. Who's your dark horse pick, Teasley? I was going to actually say Harbaugh and, and uh, Baltimore. I mean... Yeah, that's a fair one. Yeah, that is a fair one. I, I mean, I, everybody knew that the Ravens were going to be good this year, but I don't think anybody expected them to be as good. And the way that Baltimore came out and handled uh, New England... Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, you got to get. He's going to get some extra points from me for that, because he had the right strategy going into that game. Uh, he held Brady in check in check. I mean, he, and that team exploited uh, that quote unquote people saying that the Pats had a, a top ten all time defense, and he went in did work with his team, and pretty much embarrassed the Pats in primetime.
0: Yeah, you know the last quarterback that ran this style of an offense
3: this well
0: in the NFL? Randall Cunningham. No. Nick. No, neither. Believe it or not, the last quarterback to lead an offense who is averaging Two hundred yards rushing
3: per game? I know this, I know this, and I'm just not gonna uh, if it's who I'm thinking, I'm just not gonna say his name because I have no respect for the man. No,
0: he was the first man to ever wear a flak jacket in the NFL. Dan Pastorini of the nineteen seventy seven Chicago Bears.
2: I know I know who you were thinking there for a second, Jason
3: because it's the last person that ran out of the pistol offense and had success with the pistol.
0: Well, this isn't even really the pistol. This is a little bit different. But, yes, the last time an NFL offense was averaging 200 yards rushing per game in the season were those 77 Bears. That's what the Ravens are doing now. Credit to Harbaugh for being able to adapt and getting – an offense that caters very well to Lamar Jackson's strengths.
2: I just, I worry for the one play that Jackson takes the hit that he can't recover from. Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, this has RG3 written all over it.
2: It's the same situation in Buffalo for me as well with uh, Josh Allen.
1: I worry that, that
2: one time, much like what happened in the New England game with that illegal hit from their cornerback.
1: That's the problem with these types of offenses, is that they burn hot, but then burn out very quickly.
0: Uh, That I completely agree. That's why I say there's going to have to be some more necessary tweaks to them the second half of this season and going into next season. Okay. Next, Let's let's move on to rookie of the year. I
2: kind of teased this earlier. When I said that Kyler Murray is in consideration for this, I would not give it to him yet, though. In my opinion, the current rookie of the year
1: is Josh Jacobs, running back from Oakland. Agreed. I'm I'm right there with you. I actually went with a different pick. I went on the defensive end, and I went with Nick Bosa. Only
3: because Harry said it in the chat, you're as prepared for this as I am. He's going to be gave, my
0: pick
2: anyways. I actually gave Bosa consideration for MVP, but you, they never give that to a defensive no. player. They almost never give rookie of the year to a defensive player either. Well, they don't they have two separate ones? Uh, I think the NFLPA does one for their year-end awards, but the Associated Press is just one specific player. Oh, okay. I think. I'm not certain on that, though. But hey, I, you
3: have an offensive and defensive, uh, and then you have the AP
1: rookie of the year. I mean, right. with how well he's been doing, I could potentially see him breaking that trend. I don't disagree.
2: I mean, Bosa's led that San Francisco defense for sure, but to me, they almost always focus on an offensive player, and if you'd have told me that the Oakland Raiders would be 4-4 four and four at the halfway mark, I'd have thought you were crazy. Mm-hmm. So Josh and Josh Jacobs is a huge part of that. Maybe yeah. even more of a part of that than Derek Carr is. Yeah. All right, let's move on here. Let's go with our midseason coach of the year. Oh, we did that.
1: We already did coach. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, we did. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I think we're up to MVP then.
1: Well, unless you want to do surprise MVP. and disappointment of the year first. Surprise
2: and disappointment are the last. <laughs> I don't Hey, I,
1: Harry I, Bisco. <laughs>
2: I, I got a, I, I got a little bit inside of my own head there for a second. I'm trying to update the Are You Serious scores why we're doing the show and I probably shouldn't be doing that. But anyway, yeah, let's move over to MVP then. All right. So I know a couple I know a, a couple of people are gonna fall in the same category on this one. I know Eric is one of them because he kind of teased it earlier in the show.
0: Eric, is your MVP who you kind of teased earlier? I did. As much as I want to give it to Run-CMC, I desperately do. You take Run-CMC away from the Panthers, he had a little bit of a problem. A bigger problem since Cam Newton's been hurt. You take away Russell Wilson from the Seahawks,
1: you've got an abject dumpster fire. As we saw this past week.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry for everything that he's done. Not to mention coming off of a season where he accounted for all but one touchdown and has elevated his game and coming off of a five-touchdown game just last week. I'm sorry, Russell Wilson, he has responded extremely well to his fat contract and he's showing, yeah, y'all paid
1: me, this is what you're getting.
0: He's my MVP vote.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with Derek. I'm actually with Jason.
3: Jason hey! You, what, Jason, why don't you go ahead and give your pick? Uh, my pick is the Great White Hype, who is my stud this week, and that's run CMC. I think that that offense lives and dies as uh, McCaffrey runs. I think that he's putting up the numbers and making Carolina at least – competitive in games uh, without him. I think that that team is the epitome of the NFC version of the Dolphins.
2: See, I'm gonna take this. I'm going to take this a step further real quick here, Jason. So not only that point there. Run CMC is keeping the Panthers relevant even after Cam Newton's career with Carolina ended.
0: Yeah. Everybody
2: – Everybody thought that Cam Newton was the end-all, be-all in Carolina. Kyle Allen took over for Cam Newton in week three of the season. And as we sit right now, going into week 10, despite the fact that Newton's only played two games for the Panthers this year, both of which were losses, by the way, Kyle Allen is 5-1 and one as a starting quarterback. At one point, Run-CMC had more yards than two teams collectively had all-purpose yards, and if the playoffs were to start today, Carolina is only a half a game out of the second wildcard spot with Kyle Allen as their quarterback and no real, no real discernible
0: top shelf wide receiver on that team. The only downside and I really wish that this could still happen, but that injury derailed that, This was a potential 1,000-1,000 season for him.
1: I think the the one thing I will say about why I chose Wilson over CMC is that, at least in my opinion, I know different voters analyze it in different ways, but yes, they're technically in contention right now, but I don't think the Panthers are going to make the playoffs. Whereas the Seahawks, they have a very realistic chance of making the playoffs this season.
3: What, one, of thir- one of three NFC West teams that will make the playoffs. Moving on. Uh,
1: i still on the out there. Uh-huh.
2: Um, well, I'm going to tell you right now that as of right now, the NFC West is getting two. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's, it's San Francisco at 8-0. And Seattle. and Seattle at seven and two then it's Minnesota at six and three mm-hmm. the Rams what? are six the Rams are five and three they've had their bye week already so theoretically they could catch back up to the Vikings but I believe the Vikings actually have a conference tiebreaker over the Rams right now uh better in conference record I believe
4: hmm.
2: I'd have to look that up though regardless. Let's move on. Let's go over to our surprises and our disappointments here. Jason, your biggest surprise for the season, just because I know where this
3: is going and it makes me happy. My biggest surprise is actually the Buffalo Bills. Yay, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, Harry's a homer for the Bills and everything, but <laughs> I, I don't legit. think that I don't think that anybody was given the Bills the credit that they was deserving. That defense has stepped up and been game changers at points, and I mean Josh Allen is playing out of his head. He doesn't really have a wide receiver one. They're finally giving Singletary, I mean, yeah, Singletary, uh, the chance to start showing his abilities here in the last two or three games. They're letting, they're opening up his playbook for him. A, little bit. And this team is only going to get more dangerous as the season goes on. And once they get that ground attack rolling and you can actually get a viable wide receiver one in Buffalo, they're really going to threaten New England's stranglehold on that division.
2: Uh, I will pose this question to you that I've posed to one of my other friends that's actually a fan of the team that almost happened. If the rumored trade would have happened and Buffalo would have been able to acquire A.J. Green from Cincinnati, because from from what I've heard, it came close. Would that have made the Bills a threat to New England this year in the East?
3: I don't think this year, because I think A.J. would have had a lot of rest to work off due to his injury and the nature of his injury. But if the rumors are true... Uh, my biggest disappointment, teams are definitely sniffing around with him. And if he lands in Buffalo, oh, my God, that team is going to be nasty scary.
2: One of my thoughts, too, is what happens if Antonio Brown hadn't gone crazy and decided to accept the trade to Buffalo, too? Mm.
3: That team would have been scary good. Mm-hmm.
0: Bill's if- fans, send your hate mail and whatever – to one. bontez Perfect. I'm <laughs> just saying.
2: I hope his suspension becomes career-long. Fuck that guy. Anyways, let's move on here. Brandon, biggest surprise of the season thus far?
1: My biggest surprise of the season, yes, the Bills have been a very big surprise, but I don't think any of us, I think some of us, potentially put them in the playoffs, but I don't think any of us saw the 49ers being undefeated at this point in the season. They have to be my biggest surprise of the year, especially with how Garoppolo is coming off of uh, the injury and everything. Eric? Uh,
0: As much as I would like with San Francisco, I saw Garoppolo knew what he was. Harry, I'm gonna do you another favor. I'm gonna jump on the bandwagon and Buffalo, because for all the years that I've said, oh, Buffalo could potentially be a force, and then nothing happens. Now when I'm saying Buffalo could potentially be a force, and they are, now granted as the current playoffs stand, I will be there, but at the very least getting there, yeah, they, they could be the potential heir apparent to the AFC East. I definitely think that
2: Sean McDermott's going to get Coach of the Year votes. Do I think he's going to get enough votes with an undefeated San Francisco team still out there? And especially if San Francisco ends up going 12-4, and 13-3, no, McDermott's not going to beat out Kyle Shanahan. But I definitely think you could be looking at a top three for Coach of the Year finish for Sean McDermott here and bringing back some of the fire that McDermott had when he was the Carolina
0: coach. Easily. Uh-huh. Easily.
2: That being said, we talked about the coach of my team for Biggest Surprise earlier in the show. When we did our preseason predictions for the NFL, I had Pittsburgh winning the North, and Cleveland is a wild card. I had Baltimore finishing third. I was wrong. Okay, I'm hearing like somebody's TV in the background.
3: Not sure. that's jason uh, the tv's been on the entire time and i don't know. see how
2: i'm just i'm, I'm hearing it louder now though. just a heads up giving you a heads up that i can hear it in the background regardless back to what i was saying my pick for biggest surprise of the year thus far is baltimore just because if you'd have told me at the midway point that they would have a two-game lead in the north right now i would have thought you were crazy then again, I wouldn't have expected Big Ben to have been hurt and out of commission the way that he is. I wouldn't have expected Cleveland to turn into what they've become, and I definitely wouldn't have expected Cincinnati to be as
0: god-awful as they are this year. Check on Cincinnati. Check on Cleveland. I had Baltimore second in that Division to Pittsburgh, and, well, again, the Big Ben injury derailed things. And by the way, Jason, fuck you for making me want calamari at 2 in the morning.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> all i <I'm> say, <sorry. laughs> I picked Baltimore second in that division, and I picked Pittsburgh third. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> who did you pick to win that division? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's oh. possible.
1: It's still, I,
3: it's still possible. I, I had hey. the
1: best out of all of us, I think, because yes, I had Pittsburgh winning it, but I had Baltimore at second.
3: I had Baltimore second, but I had Cleveland winning the division. Yeah, I
1: had Baltimore um, second too. Spe- speaking of that, can, can that se- can that segue into my biggest disappointment? I don't think you're the only person to pick them, Brandon. <laughs> but sure, go ahead. Um, se- yeah, yeah. So, um, biggest disappointment. Browns are gonna Browns. That's all I gotta mm. say. I mean, it's not really that. It's not that surprising, or. Disappointing for me, but yeah, they're definitely going to be biggest disappointment of the year. Actually, I'm
3: gonna I'm gonna be more specific. My biggest disappointment is uh, two players from the Browns who have combined for a total of one touchdown. That's Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. That's a disappointment.
1: Aren't you it, so glad Baker. that we got got rid of that cancer, Jason? I I I didn't like it at first, <laughs> but now
3: you're thankful. I'm looking back, and when he said, when he made the comment that he made, that he he left a horrible quarterback to come to the Browns to only be saddled with a even. Worst, uh, a quarterback that has gave him his worst numbers ever. Meaning that, you know, he's throwing everybody under the bus possible. Uh, and guess what, Harry? There's rumors that the Browns are looking to trade him in the offseason. And Buffalo is at the top of the list.
2: Super. That's exactly what I want. That cancer in my locker room.
0: Yahoo. Beaker. Baker, Baker interception maker.
2: <laughs> no, nope. Cleveland fans take solace in the fact that at least your quarterback is not and has never been the intercepticon at any point.
3: But he does look—he does uh, look like a homeless guy who snuck into a press conference.
0: Oh, one hundred percent. Or, or the guy that really shouldn't be within five hundred feet of a school. <laughs> that one was my favorite. In
2: fairness, doesn't Minshew kind of have the mustache for that? Hey, hey,
0: hey, hey. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Go no. ahead. Tell me tell me I'm wrong. You actually are wrong in this case. Now, had you said Minshew working out in the nude? Yeah, definitely. Minshew oh. was making an appearance on the second, pretty much any season, but ideally the first and second seasons of the Deuce, completely Okay. But no.
2: Mm-mm. Speaking of dropping a deuce, Eric, most disappointing team for you this season, Segway! Oh God, yeah. I was,
0: I was proud of that one. Very, very well done. Well done. Um, yeah, Adam Gase. I, I get you don't do press conferences like at all, but I at least thought that you would be halfway decent. With the Jets, you and the Jets are by far my biggest disappointment because in a twisted way, I had hope. Even with the whole Sam Darnold and shenanigan induced Deuce Mono early in the season, I thought you, who were making a chicken salad out of the chicken shit that was Ryan Tannehill, I thought that with the more confident and actual Lifelong quarterback, he would have been able to do something better. And then, um, yeah, F A I L, fail, fail, fail. This,
1: this, this should teach you guys something. To listen to me when I tell you that a certain oh, organization is just going to do exactly what they're known to do. Browns are gonna Browns, and Jets are gonna Jets. Mm. All right, I'm going to give my disappointing, real,
2: my biggest disappointment real quick, and then we're going to have Jason update his college playoff predictions and his NFL playoff predictions because Jason has to be at work in like six hours. All right, real quick. Um, so there was a team in the Midwest that a lot of people were thinking was going to be really, 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 really good. I had them as a wild card team. They won the division last year. And, well, they're in the basement of the NFC North right now. My pick for the biggest disappointment this year? Da Bears.
1: Da Bears.
0: Da Bears. Da, da Bears. But I, to be fair, I warned you about Trubisky. I called this. You mean false Bisky? Exactly. Or Trubuski, if you will. And Ooh, by the, like, like the And by the way, Chicago fans, I get that you're second in the infamy and notoriousness to Philadelphia, but do you really have to boo little kids? He doesn't know better. Don't crush his spirit just because he was dressed up as old Mitch for Halloween. That just wasn't right.
2: When in Chicago, do a Chicago. They're (laughs) basically the new Philadelphia. (laughs)
0: And Christmas is coming soon, so uh, hey, Santa! Watch I'd avoid yeah. Soldier Field if I were <laughs> Just a friendly yeah.
2: heads up. I wouldn't be going anywhere near there. Uh, up until the last two weeks, my up until the last two weeks, my answer to this question would have been the Philadelphia Eagles. But all of a sudden, Philadelphia has their shit together again.
1: For now. God,
2: that team is Jekyll and Hyde. All right, Jason. Let's get this done quick so you can go get some sleep. You ready?
3: I am I'm somewhat ready. <laughs> who are your who are your college football playoffs for? LSU, Penn State. Ooh, me likes. Georgia. And I'm gonna go Oklahoma gets in. I'm sticking with Alabama still outside the top four. I think if Alabama
2: loses and doesn't make the SEC championship game, they're out because they're out of conference
3: schedule it was bullshit. I said this at the beginning of the season, that Alabama would miss out. You three laughed at me. Now it's a starting to shape up to be a good possibility. I'm, we'll see what happens, but you're not wrong
2: here. Who's your national champion?
3: I'm actually going to go with LSU. I mean that team. It, like we've we've been reiterating all through this show, this weekend will is pretty much your national championship. Uh, LSU wins it. They they're they're pretty much solid for the national championship uh, because they've got overcome overcome the biggest obstacle on their schedule. If they lose then there's no hope of them getting in
2: all right let's move over to the nfl now um
3: afc east uh who do i have winning the afc east now yes oh god i mean i still have to go with uh i still have to go with new england but north. i think um We're north going to down gonna, we're gonna run down. I'm gonna, down gonna the go with Baltimore. Sorry, I'm I will go Baltimore. We're gonna,
2: we're gonna run division by division and then the wild cards at the end here. So, all right, New England, Baltimore,
3: South. <laughs> south. Uh, I'm gonna go Houston. And West. West. Uh, God damn it! I hate to fucking say it. <laughs> oh God. Brandon. <laughs> uh, I, I I want to I want to say fuck Robert Taylor. That works. Who are your wild cards in the AFC? I, I, I think it I still think God. I think it's Buffalo and uh, uh the, the the last one the last one's probably the toughest. I'm still gonna say i still gonna say it's gonna be I wanna say it's gonna be Cleveland. I think they'll get their shit together. Uh, they got two games against Pittsburgh and one more against Baltimore, so I think that they can they can do they can do something.
2: The good news for Cleveland is that three of their six losses uh, are is that um of the three of the two wins that they have so far and three of their six losses are in the AFC, which means that there are still tiebreaker potentials for Cleveland against other fellow wild teams coming down the road. I'll make more predictions for that on later on in the show from my
3: own side of that. But let's get you over to the NFC now. East. East. Um, I'm, st- I'm still going to say I want to stay with Philadelphia. North. North, I'm going with the Packers. South. South, uh, I'm going Saints. West. West, I'm going to say San Fran. Who are your wild cards in the NFC? The Rams and the Seahawks. I'm staying with three teams out of the West.
2: Who's who's your Super Bowl matchup? Who wins the title?
3: Uh, I'm I'm going New England and no no I'm screw that I want to go I'm going to go off keel here. I'm going to say Baltimore versus the Saints with the with the Ravens winning. Interesting pick there.
2: All right, where can people find you on Twitter, Jason?
3: Uh, You can find me at Turkaglue822. I'm becoming more active on my Twitter account because I kind of get bored bored during my breaks and lunch, so I actually start replying to people. So, if we had a fantasy football show here on W2M, I would gladly tell you to go over there. But till then, I get a co-host, uh, <clears throat> Bisco, uh, you can just send me all your fantasy football questions on on my Twitter, and I'll answer them in a, in a timely fashion.
2: All right, go get some sleep, man. We'll talk to you next week. All
3: right, later. Later.
2: All right, let's get over to our predictions for the college football playoff now. Here we'll do we'll do our four and our national champion. We'll start with Eric.
0: My four. I am going to go a little bit of an upset, mostly because I'm really not a fan of Nick Saban. LSU. Sorry, Harry, but Ohio State. Uh, Clemson. Uh-huh. And you know what? This is probably going to sound weird, especially with everything I've talked about. Earlier in the Mm. show, Oregon. I think they find their way in. Well, I think
2: whoever comes out of the Pac-12 is getting smoked by whoever wins the SEC anyway, but...
0: Completely agreed. And my national champion, again, sorry, Harry, Ohio State. Brandon.
1: Just, Just to be that guy... And just because, in a very messed up way, I want it to happen, just so that it blows the whole system, like just blows it I don't all know up.
2: Why I ask him for college? Just, just blows country. it all up.
1: I'm gonna go Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Georgia.
0: Cool.
2: <laughs> um. Okay, there is absolutely no chance of that happening.
0: Ah, no. uh, you say that now? No, you um, you you had me up until Georgia. I know. Here's the thing. Because
1: no, no, there's a way it could happen. Listen no, to me.
2: Not because Georgia and Alabama or Georgia and LSU will take care of each other in the SEC championship game.
1: LSU. LSU, LSU beats Alabama, be- but Alabama still only has that one loss. They've run the table regardless. Georgia beats LSU in the SEC championship game. LSU is out. No. Because yes, they're yeah. still going to be thinking of that win against Alabama.
0: No, but you, Alabama. no, 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 no. If LSU beats Alabama, fine. But then you would have the latest loss, and yeah, you could okay. get two of them.
2: Under that line of thinking, then
1: LSU would get in, and Alabama wouldn't. You wouldn't get all, but 30. they would still want to put Alabama in there.
0: This, but this Let's is be realistic said, here. This, <laughs> no, I'm being realistic with you, and that's why I said you had me at Ohio State, LSU, Alabama. I could see that happening. Georgia would not get in. They still
1: wouldn't, even if they beat whoever got in in the SEC title game.
0: Mainly because of South Carolina, yes.
2: The loss to South Carolina would come back and bite Georgia in the ass. I think winning the SEC title would put them in, but whoever they beat in the SEC championship game doesn't get in.
1: We'll have to wait and see.
2: Who's your national champion, Bisco? Uh,
1: I'm going to go with Ohio State. All right, so you guys ready for my four? Yep,
2: ready. (sighs) I don't want to say it. You have to. Alabama wins the SEC. Okay. TTDS wins the Big Ten. Okay. For those who don't know what that means, that would be Ohio State. Michigan fans refer to Ohio State as TTDS, that team down south. Much the same way Michigan is TTUN, that team up north. I want Penn State to win the Big Ten, but the game is in Columbus. It's it's probably not going to happen. Mm-mm. If that game were in Happy Valley, I'd feel better about my chances. Because we saw what the whiteout did to Michigan. It caused Michigan to get tentative towards the end of the game, and Penn State held on. Regardless, Clemson wins the ACC, goes undefeated, gets in. Eric,
4: mm-hmm. you son
2: of a bitch. <laughs> you took my pick, twelve and
0: one Oregon. I was hesitant, but I was like, they couldn't leave two conference champs out. So, given how everything could shake down, Oregon no. would have redeemed themselves. So, yes.
1: so you, so you both think, so we all think that even an undefeated Clemson. Who is the defending national champions? Gets left out. No, I
2: put
0: Clemson in. Oh,
1: okay. so
2: did I. Oh, Clean you out did. ears, okay. Bisco. Um, here's my prediction, though. Clemson suffers a loss at any point in these next four games, they're done. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Either of the Pac-12 schools lose, both of the Pac-12 schools are screwed. The Big 12 champion gets in, or a second SEC team gets in.
0: And I would honestly lean more towards a second SEC team in that case.
2: That being said, my national champions, they always seem to find the right time to play. I'm picking Clemson.
0: Tough, but doable. But I don't know. I can't
2: justify picking Ohio State to win a national championship because I wouldn't be able to live in this state if that happened. Ohio State fans are some of the most insufferable pricks I have ever met in my life.
0: Oh, I know. I've been dealing with them since the Fiesta Bowl and the flag that really wasn't.
2: All right, let's move over to the NFL now. We're going to do this the same way I did Jason's. AFC champions, wild cards. NFC champions, wild card. Super Bowl championship prediction. We're not going to go through the full playoffs just because we're running up on time here, and I don't want to go too much
1: past two hours here. Fair. Brandon, start us off. My division uh, winners, New England, Baltimore, Houston, and KC and my wild cards for uh for the AFC are Buffalo and it's that sixth
2: team in that's that the, everyone.
1: yeah that's the really tricky one especially because especially now after Brissett went down and TY Hilton out for a couple exactly. of weeks well, exactly i'm I'm going to go out on a limb and make, uh, I- I'm going to make Eric happy. I think Jacksonville gets their, uh, shit together and actually gets in. Oh, hello. Okay.
2: This is like a Jim Nance moment. Hello, friends. <laughs> um, for that, the- that commercial with Charles Barkley last year was the best part of the NCAA tournament. Oh. I hope they bring it back. <laughs> The the Nance with the hot dogs.
1: <clears throat>
2: oh, I was dying. All right. <laughs> NFC, Brandon.
1: For the NFC, I'm going to go Dallas, Green Bay, New Orleans, San Francisco, and Seattle. Ah. <sighs> I really don't want to have to agree with Jason, so I'm going to say Minnesota stays in just the way it is right now.
2: What's your Super Bowl? Who wins?
1: My Super Bowl is New England against San Francisco, and New England wins.
2: Eric, do you want to go first or do you want to go last here?
0: I'll go last because um some of my matchups will be a little bit shocking.
2: I have a few surprising picks myself here. New England. Pittsburgh comes back and wins the north. Wow. Houston, Kansas City. Buffalo. Baltimore are my wild cards. Baltimore just barely holds off the Chargers for the last spot. Wow.
4: Mm.
2: In the NFC, Philadelphia, Green Bay, New Orleans, Seattle. Mm. Wild cards to San Francisco. And Minnesota. Okay. Dallas does not make the playoffs.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: My Super Bowl is the same as it was when we did our preseason picks and the same result. Drew Brees retires as a Super Bowl champion when New Orleans beats New England.
3: Okay.
0: All right. Top that, Eric. (laughs) Okay. Oh. For the AFC, New England, Baltimore, I still think they hang on, Kansas City, and I'm going to say even with everything going on, I'm going to go with it like I said at the beginning of the season, Indianapolis, Buffalo and Houston, wild cards, In the NFC. Sticking with Philadelphia, sticking with Green Bay, sticking with New Orleans. I think San Francisco hangs on to win the West. But with my wild card, I'm still sticking with Dallas and Seattle. Minnesota doesn't make it in.
2: Interesting that the defending Super Bowl champions, i do not uh, the only one of us that had the defending champions in is is Jason. Or yeah. The defending, the defending runner-ups, excuse me.
0: And I had them at the beginning of the season, too, but I don't see it now. I think Seattle and San Francisco are too far gone.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be very hard for the NFC West to get three teams in, so... Unfortunately, the Rams are going to be the odd team out.
2: With the, the other thing with the Rams, too, is the Rams are three games behind San Fran, and that's with a divisional game, game in hand for the Niners as well because San Fran beats the Rams earlier in the season. Precisely. Mm-hmm. So it's a steep hill for the Rams to climb in order to get back into the division, whereas if Seattle can beat San Francisco this week, I would say that the momentum of that division, despite the fact that the Niners still have half a half-game a lead, would swing firmly into the corner of the Seahawks.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think firmly, but it would definitely give Seattle that momentum.
2: San Francisco's back half schedule is a lot tougher than their front half was. Seattle's back half schedule is easier than their front half was.
0: And that's why I still think it's going to be close. They're going to limp towards that finish line, but they're going to hang on.
2: Oh, I wouldn't be surprised to see a 12-4 11-5 finish for those two. Oh and yeah. On, honestly, it could go either way. San Fran at 12 and 4 or Seattle at 12 and 4. Mhm. All right, what's your Super Bowl prediction, Eric?
0: Remember how I said at the beginning of this season that the, my Super Bowl would be a rematch? Mhm. Remember how you asked me to top your predictions? I'm predicting another rematch. But it's not going to be one that I don't know if anybody's going to be thinking. This is probably going to make a lot of people incredibly insufferable. I know I'm either going to look like a total genius or a complete dumbass in making this prediction. But if it comes true, I won't even care. I last predicted a rematch of last year's Super Bowl. I'm now predicting a rematch of the first I was Super just about
1: World. to say, are you going to pick a rematch of the first Super Bowl? Green Bay
0: beats Kansas City again.
1: Oh, I don't know if I could live with Robert Taylor when <laughs> mix the Super Bowl. Hey, at least he doesn't have them winning.
0: No. That's as fair. much as I would want to with something like this and with Aaron Rodgers' mindset and everything, just to give a double tall man to Mike McCarthy, it could happen.
2: <laughs> um, real quick, speaking of Robert Taylor's and Robert Foster's and stuff, uh, quick shout out to our friends, both Robert Taylor and his MMA to the max, as well as I think he's doing like a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, uh, video cast now too.
0: So, if you guys um, like- tales of dexterity, but that's stay tuned. That's all I'm gonna say.
2: Uh, in addition, I know MMA to the Max was still a thing. I don't know if it still is because there's been some network issues with that recently, so undecided there. Robert Foster, our friend at Golden Point Sports, will be having yours truly as his guest next week on the show. So make sure you guys check that out as well. Eric, we got to get you on Golden Point. I think you'd be a good guest for
0: him. How clean would I have to work?
2: Uh, PG13.
0: I can actually do that. I could do that. Yeah,
2: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hit you with a TV seven here, but I think you could slide within a PG-13 relatively simply.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's been done before. I'll talk.
2: I'll talk to him about when we record next week, and if you're available, maybe we can get both of us on the show. I'll let you go head to head with him with predictions.
4: Wicked.
2: <laughs> All right. So that's over at Golden Point Sports. You can find that over on Facebook by searching for Robert Foster's page or by looking for Golden Point Sports. In addition, as uh, Eric mentioned, Tales of Dexterity is on Facebook as well. It is a video walkthrough of a Dungeons & Dragons play-along, I believe.
0: Robert's Dungeon Master there. Yes, and Uh, for those who are very particular about this thing, it's also on Twitch, and yes, it is 5th edition.
2: Are you getting involved with Tales of Dexterity, Eric? Is that what's—is that the big tease?
0: Part of that, because he's come to me about it and there's been talks, but there's also been separate talks that have recently developed in the last couple of weeks, so it's like, mm-hmm, things are getting strangely nebulous. I'm going
2: to let that just say, dun-dun-dun!
0: Major dramatic reverb
2: and leave it at that for that for now. All right.
1: Brandon, where are you online? Uh, Online on Twitter, at Bisco underscore Gotham SN, and on Facebook in various groups, and yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Eric, Twitter. At Squid Sports Head, follow me for, like, random things, and also, I've started delving into more about multi-sport gambling. Take some of my advice with a grain of salt. And if you're nice... I, who are willing to go through a screening process, I will let you in on my dark Twitter and my Telegram. At that,
2: Telegram. Yes. I don't even want to know. You know what? <laughs> Never mind. Forget Forget <laughs> I asked. I haven't had a chance to drop one yet today, so I feel like now would be the best time.
1: Family show. Wow, we went a whole episode. We that that was your first one. I know. I'm just as shocked as you are, frankly. <laughs>
0: Man, the first time we've hit the under. <laughs> I'm impressed, and this
1: that's, is me. That's for damn sure. I, I right. think uh, I think we were all just so tired and just so focused on getting through the game. Well, the, we knew that we knew that this show was going to run long, and.
2: Technically, we're still not going to hit the two-hour mark with the show, so I'm happy with that. I I figured for sure we'd hit the two-hour mark. If you
1: dilly-dally a little bit more, you might.
2: Shut the fuck up and (laughs) let me finish that, (laughs) Disco. How's that? Anyway, ATB the Eagle on Twitter. Uh, Harry Broadhurst over on Facebook. You can find me over there. Feel free to send me a message about anything sports, wrestling, video game related, and I'll message you back. Um, I'm starting to delve a little bit more into playing video games. Not a ton, but a little bit more. I have my eyes set on that Crash Bandicoot racing that just came out for the Xbox One. That brings back some major childhood memories, so I might have to get that and throw down on it. In addition, I just started playing Mario Kart Mobile as well, so I'm starting to get more and more invested into trying to figure that out. I do wish they would install a steering wheel on that game, though, because the tap, the tap steering on that game is fucking annoying. Anyway. Um, this has been Season 3, Episode 10 of The Kickoff, a presentation of the W2M Network, online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can listen to us on all of your favorite podcast listening services, such as iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher,
0: Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox.
1: Hey, Brandon, guess what? Spotify is here.
0: And Todd Furman and John Heisman are dicks. <laughs> the John Heisman reference popped me.
2: <clears throat> Happy anniversary, Cumberland. Not that you'd want it to be. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll we'll see you back with our normal format here on the kickoff, a presentation of the W two M network. Thanks for listening, everyone. Did I hear a button tap there? No. Okay, cool. For the departed Jason Teasley, I am an absolute hot mess over here. For the departed Jason Teasley, Brandon Biskubing, and Eric Watkins, I'm Harry Broadhurst. This has been The Kickoff, Season 3, Episode 10 on the W2M Network.